All right, Daf Lamed. This is Shabbos' is Daf. We were discussing yesterday the machlegs between Rabbi Lozer and Rabbi Yechanan about if you're Mavkir, the Nezokov and Rosh Hashanah, if you'll still be a Chroy for them. And we had brought that famous member from Rabbi Lozer that there are two things, Shnei Dvar, Meinim Breshusa Shal Adam, but also Nakasav Ki'ilu Hein Breshusa, one of them being Bar and one of them being Chametz Bisheshah is Lamaila. So from the fact that Rabbi Lozer says that this Bar, which is not yours because it's Rosh Hashanah, but the Torah puts it in your Rosh so it seems that the Torah is saying that because you're a Chroy, therefore it is in your Rosh and you will be chayev. So Zakta Gemara now, right before the lines get wide on Amad Bayes, Umid Rabbi Lozer, Omer Chayev, Rabbi Yechanan, Omer Pater. From the very fact that Rabbi Lozer seems to say in that memra of the Shnei Dvarim that you're chayev, well, his bar plugta, Rabbi Yechanan, must be holding then your Pater. If you're mafkir than Nezakov, you will not be responsible. For the Gemara, Miyam, Rabbi Yechanan, Hachi, that's not going to work. Because of Atanam, we have a Mishnah that we're going to learn later in today's daf. If someone hides a thorn or a piece of glass in the Rosh Hashanah, or he makes a fence, which is against the out of these dangerous thorns. Or Vigadar Shanachal Rosh Hashanah, or his fence made out of stones fell into the Rosh Hashanah, and someone got hurt by one of these things. The halach is Chayev ben Nizkay. That's only when the thorns that we're talking about were sticking out into the Rosh Hashanah, technically making a bar Rosh Hashanah. But if you hold it back and put these things only in your own backyard, then Potter, you're going to be Potter for it. Which, as Rashi speaks out, even though if he's Mafkir, he will still be. Potter. But Mitzam say my time a Potter because Lab Mishum Dahavile Barber Shusai, Mechlal the Chiyuva the Barber Shusar Rabim who. Therefore, Rabbi Yechon is essentially saying that a Barber Shusar Rabim you are a Chroy for Alma Mafkir Nazak of Chayev. So according to Rabbi Yechonan, you don't have to actually own it to be Chayev. It's just like what we quoted from Rabbi Lazar about the Barber Shusar Rabim that Tyrus Asokili puts in your Rishus and your Chayev. So to this also, you're going to be Chayev. So this is Lachayr and not like we just wanted to say beforehand that Rabbi Yechonan is the Bar Plukta with Rabbi Lazar and holds your Potter because from this Mishnah coming up later today, it seems that you are Chayev. According to Potter. Even according to Rabbi you're going to remain Potter if you're Mafker. my time of Potter. And why does Rabbi say that Dafka, when you are holding it back and putting it in your own property, that's when you're going to be Potter? People don't walk closely to the wall and rub against it. So because it's such a Dover Mishuna that people are not going to rub against your wall, you don't have to worry about these kites and when they're in your own Rishus. But when they stick it into the Rishus Arabim, then in a you will be Chayev. And Rashi speaks out. Out, when they are mafriach, you're gonna be chayev shari mamaynayhu. As Rashi explains, it's your mumman that's doing damage in the rosh hasharabim. So in the chanami, that's why you're gonna be chayev dafka by the case of these kaitzim that are sticking out into the rosh hasharabim. So we're still holding the rabbi yechon holds that if you're mafkir nezakov, you're gonna be putter. Umiyom rabbi yechon hachi frek the gemara va'om rabbi yechon halachik istam mishnah vitznan. And let's learn about that stam mishnah hachay for bar rosh hasharabim v'nafal sechay shar oichamar umeis chayev. You dig a bar rosh hasharabim, the animal falls in and dies. You're gonna be chayev to pay for it. Mishnah saying, you're achroi for this bar, even though you dug it in the Rosh Hashanah, where you don't really own it. So it must be the Rabbi Yechanan holds like the Stam Mishnah, he holds you archaif, and therefore you can't make that the machlekes between Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi Lazar. Ela li'aylam Rabbi Yechanan amar chayef. So let's just change our original hanacha. Rabbi Yechanan holds chayef. In the beginning, we said Rabbi Yechanan was the one who said putter, but no, we'll switch it around. Rabbi Yechanan holds your chayef, even though you don't own the thing. When we Rabbi Yechanan amar chayef, Rabbi Lazar amar putter, <laughs> that's not going to work. With Amr Rabbi Lazar moving over to Amr Aleph, Mishum Rabbi Shmuel about the shtei dvarim that we saw a kasef kilu, uh, you know. That sounds like you are chayev according to Rebelazer, which the Gemara says like kasha hadidei hadarabe. And Echanami Rebelazer personally may hold you're actually putter, but he was just saying over from Rabe, which the Ad Malachi points out can't be literally Rabe. It's he's quoting from earlier generations, earlier sources. He himself is because he himself Rabbi Elazar is just simply an Amira.
And now we pick up the Mishnah. Zok the Mishnah Shoifech Mayim Rabim, somebody who pours out water in Rabim, Huzik Bohen Acher, and somebody gets damaged by that. Chayev bin Nizkoi, the one who owns the water is going to be Chayev for the Nezek. Hamatsniyas Akaitz, this has Zuchuchis, as we said over earlier, if someone hides his thorns, his glass in the Rabim, Vahagaydar is Gedeirai Bakaitzim, where he makes a fence which sticks into the Rabim out of these thorns. Vagodir Shinuffle Rabim, where his fence made out of stones falls into the Rabim, Vuhuzku Bohem Acherim, and people get damaged by any of these. These things, Chayev Benizkan, you gotta pay for the Hezek. Zok the Gemara, Amarav, Loishanu, Eladinitanfu, Kalev Amayim. Where are we talking about when the guy slipped on the water? It's because his clothing got Avalu Atzma is Potter. But the person who got hurt and slipped on the water and hurt and fell on the ground, the owner of the water is not gonna be Chayev because what actually damaged the guy? Did the water damage him? No, the water is just how he slipped. Amar Karka Ilam, That which hurt the guy is the ground. See, by the Kalev, by his clothing, we could say it's the water that actually destroyed or hurt or damaged the clothing, not his body. So That area that he fell on isn't just water on ground, but rather it became mud. The water mixes with the dirt and it becomes mud. And as Rashi speaks out, the person is going to own that water, and therefore it's his mama that is actually damaging the guy all day this mud. And for the Gemara, Rav says back, You think I'm talking about where the water didn't get absorbed into the ground? We're talking about the water went into the ground, and it didn't make any mud. So why do we have two Mishnais making exactly the same point? That both what Mishnahis are saying, if you spill water in the Rishas Rabbim, you only pay for the clothing and not for the person. And for the Gemara, Depends where it's normal to have the water in the Rishas Rabbim, right? The Moise Gishamim, people can pour their waters with Rishas into the Rishas Rabbim, and the point is that you're still chayv for the Hezek. Typically, this is where the Gemara would usually say a Tzricha, so why you need each one and what the Havamina is on the other one. You can look at the Namukhi Yasef, and he actually speaks out what the Havamina would be on the other sides. Did Tanya, because we're in a Brisa called Elush Amru, Paiskin, Bivaisehen, Vigarfim, Maoraisehen. These are the times where you can spill your stuff out into the Rishos Arabim. But even though you're allowed to do it during the rainy season, but you still have to pay for it. The fact that something is mutter does not mean you're not a chroy. Right? A good example of that kind of thing would be loaning somebody money. I gotta pay him back, right? That doesn't, the payment doesn't reflect an avla. It can be mutter to do it, but you're still mutter to pay for it. So I could dump out my septic tank in the, in the middle of the street, but that doesn't mean you're not responsible for damages that it makes. Then the Mishnah said, kites. You're hiding a thorn, you're going to be chayev for its hezek. That's where it's sticking out into the Rosh Hashanah But if you're holding it back into your own property, then you're not chayev. My time of potter, why should be potter? People don't rub themselves against the walls, and therefore you are not really responsible. You have to work this out with the earlier Gemara that didn't seem to be working with this as a final maskana. But I'll the Gemara here is now saying this svar. There's an interesting chashuke chemed about a guy who paints his fence, and he doesn't put up a wet paint sign. And somebody goes and they walk and they rub their shirt against the fence as they're walking and they get paint all over their shirt and, and they want the Balha painter to pay him because he didn't put up a wet paint sign. So the guy says, well, what are you rubbing against my fence for? In fact, it's a Mephurish Gemara over here that it's not the derek for people to rub against the other walls. But the MS is, Rav Zilberstein writes that it could be Bizman Azet, we don't say that Svarov, it's not the derek because uh, people do lean on walls or because people are not paying attention like they used to. Anyway, he's misopic about it. But, but Rav Zilberstein says the only Shiloh really is Bedini Shamayim, whether or not you'd be to pay for his dry cleaning bill.
We learned similarly in the following Someone hides his dangerous items inside the wall of his friend's wall. And the guy who owns the wall smashed down his own wall, and now these dangerous objects that you embedded inside that wall fell into the Rosh Hashanah and were mazik. The hider is going to be chayiv to pay for the damage. Let's qualify that. That's only if it's a wall that's going to be smashed. But if it's a strong wall that is, I'm not chayishis, it's going to be destroyed anytime soon, then Amatsniya Putter, Vikai Balakaisal. The Balakaisal should have considered the fact that since his wall is very stark, there might be hidden objects inside of it. Omravina Zaisimeris, Hamachasa Bayrai, Bidolya Shel Khaveira. If someone covers his own bar with the lid of his chaver, Ubabaldali, Vinotal Dolya, and the owner of the lid says, Hey, you took my lid, I'm taking it back, and therefore exposes the open bar, Chayev Balhabar, the original owner of the bar, who didn't have the right to use this neighbor's cover, he's gonna be Chai for the Hesek, which the Gemara says obviously. It's going to be the same halacha as that previous brysa we just quoted. So, by the brysa's case, by the by the wall, he didn't know about the balha thorns to let him know that he plans on smashing down the wall. By Ravina's case, where the owner of the lid does know who is the owner of this bar, he should have told him, hey buddy, I'm retrieving my lid and I'm exposing your open bar and you should do something about it. And therefore, because of that, maybe he should be achray himself for taking off the lid. Komash Mlan, Ravina therefore says, still, the Balha lid is not Chayev, it's the Balha bar who's going to be Chayev. Tanur Abonan, Chasidim HaRishayinim, they were Kachayshish for these things, and Hayu Matzniyim Kitzayseyin, Uzchuchiyayseyim, Besaychsudayseyin. All of their dangerous items, they would really bury them deep. Umamikin Lehem Shalisha Tvachim, at least three Tvachim into the ground. Kadesh Lo Yaakev HaMachresha, so the plow shouldn't unearth these things. Rav Sheishes, Shadi Luhubinura, Rav Sheishes would throw these dangerous items into a fire so nobody would ever get hurt by them. Rava Shadi Luhubidiglas, he would throw them into the river. Omer of Yehuda, a big line here that Lechera could have kicked off her whole Masechta. If you want to be a chassid, right, what should you do? You should learn and that will teach you a chassidus. The Rajba points out that the expression of chassidus is written by all three of these things, Nezikin, Avais, and Brachais. The chassidim harishenim, you find that reference by all of them. There's an interesting marsha that says that these three things, Nezikin, Avais, and Brachais, Represent the three different kinds of interactions: Bein Arm Lachaverai Nazikin, Bein Arm Lamakim Brachis, and Bein Arm Laatzmai Avais. If you work on those three things, you will achieve a true Chasidus. Zok the Mishnah: Hamaytzias Tivnai VeKashay LeRushas Arabim Lizvalim. Someone puts his straw out into the Rushas Arabim. Why is he putting a straw into Rushas Arabim? Because he wants it to, I guess, disintegrate and turn into compost, and then becomes it goes up in value. The more it breaks down through a natural process of rotting, the more valuable it gets and can be used as fertilizer. But in the pro- but but once he puts his stuff out. There, and somebody gets damaged by it, the owner of the straw is to pay for the hezek. Very interesting. Whoever takes the straw can keep it. In other words, you put the stuff in Rosh Rabbim, somebody else can chop it up and take it away. Anybody who makes dangerous things and puts them in the Rosh Rabbim and then causes damage. And whoever takes it, first come, first serve, you can take it and keep it for yourself. Rashi brings two days. What exactly is the Tanakam and Rosh Gamliel arguing about? The first one is going to be with the is going to say, and the second idea is that Rav Shimon says you're chayiv for this dangerous item, even if he had rishus to put it into the rishus harabim. Ends off the Mishnah. If somebody is being a dung flipper in rishus harabim, the huzak bohen acher, and somebody gets damaged, chayiv bin nizkai, the one who's doing the flipping, is going to be chayiv for the hezek. Says the Gemara, leimah masnisan like Reb Yehuda. Who's Reb Yehuda? Deitan Reb Yehuda Eimer mishas haytzoas zevolim during the season when people put their zevel out into the rishus harabim, adam 
then you can put it out there. You can leave it there for 30 days. So this way, people are going to be walking all over this kind of stuff. People will naturally help break this stuff down, and therefore you can leave it out there for 30 days. Because Almanaskein Yahushua, this is the Yahushua ben Nun, when he went into Eretz Yisrael, he made a series of takanas to allow the commerce and the agriculture and the things would work better. One of them was that you could take these items and leave them out in Rosh Hashanah, so this way you'll have that compost-making fertilizer. But anyway, here you have Rabbi Yehuda saying you're allowed to do this, but our Mishnah says you are chayiv. So how is that going to stem? So I feel Tim Rabbi Yehuda, because my Rabbi Yehuda, Shem Hizik Mishalim Hizik, just because Rabbi Yehuda says you can do it, doesn't mean you don't have to pay for it. But you can do it, and you have to pay for it. I have Hotan. The Mishnah is going to say later on in Samach Bey, is Rabbi Yehuda Eimer Bener Chanukah Potter, Mipnei Shu Birshus. The Chenvani who left his Chanukah Menayra on the street is not going to be chayiv because he did it with Rishus. He was allowed to put his Chanukah Menayra out there because it's the mitzvah of Pursuing Nisi to put it out there. So my Lab Mishum Rishus Bezdin. When Rabbi Yehuda says you're not going to be chayiv, it's because he had the Rishus of Bezdin. So the Mishnah shows you that Rabbi Yehuda holds you're not chayiv for any Hezek as long as you're mutter to do it. Which is lie. Mishum Rishus Mitzvah. It wasn't because Bezdin said you're allowed to do it. No, it's because the Tyra says you should do it. Or at least the Mitzvah to do it. Right? It's the Mitzvah Darabana. But you should definitely put out your Menaira for the sake of the Mitzvah on the street. But by the case of putting the Zvalim and the Glalim and these things out into the street, there's no Mitzvah in that. So there, Rabbi Yehuda could be masking that you would be chayiv. Now, when we talk about the mitzvah, the Rajba over on Samach Beis points out, it's Dafka Ner because there's a mitzvah pursuing Nisi to put your Menaira outside the shop, and that's why the, the Chenvani would be putter. But let's say the Chenvani would say, you know what, I, it's a mitzvah to me build a sukkah. I'm going to build a sukkah in the middle of Rosh Hashanah. That's not the same thing. So it's not like all mitzvahs are created equal. Dafka Ner is what we're talking about. Toshma! More on this topic of, of whether Rabbi Yehuda will hold your chayv in the case of where it's a Rishos Bezdin, where you're allowed to do it. Bryce says, Kol elu she'omru, all of these things that Chazal said, Mutarin lekalkel b'rishos arabim, that you can create these dangerous situations in the Rishos arabim, im hiziku chayv and l'shalem, Rabbi Yehuda paiter. So here you have a Bryce that says, Beferish, Rabbi Yehuda is saying you're not chayv because you're allowed to do it. So l'chera, our mission is not going to work with that shita of Rabbi Yehuda. Omer of Nachman, Masnison, Shaloi b'shas ha'itzoas zvolim. It's the time when you're not supposed to put these zvolim outside in the Rishos arabim. And Taka works very well with Rabbi Huda Shita. You're not allowed to do it then. Ravashi Yomer, turning over, Tivnai the Kashaitnan. The mission is specifically talking about the Tevin, the straw, where even Rabbi Huda might be masking. Why? Yishum the Misharki. It's slippery. The Metsias of the Tevin is different, and therefore it would be Usr, as opposed to the Glolim, the manure, which is going to be less likely to be slippery. As we spoke out yesterday, in the hot sun, it becomes more hardened and crunchy. It's not going to do as much damage. Then the mission said, Call a Kaidim Bohen First come, first serve. Anybody who wants to take that stuff that's out there in Shusarabim, you can have it. As we mentioned, when you put the straw out there and it starts breaking down and decomposing and becoming compost, it actually goes up in value because now it becomes proper fertilizer. So when we say are we talking about the guf of the actual item or even the shvach? Or perhaps it's only the shvach and it doesn't actually include the original guf of the thing. In other words, you don't have to pay back the original owner for the raw materials that it once was. So Rav says you get to have ben ben That all gets to go to the to the one who's to the one who takes it. And then I guess you'd have to replace the cost back to the original owner for what that goof of the straw was before it decomposed. What's the pshat It's actually a takanam from Chazal. 
But now we're going to bring a kasha from the end of our Mishnah, because our flipper over here is going to be chayev for the nezek from his glolim. But the Mishnah doesn't say anything about coming and taking it, which makes good sense according to Ziiri, because Ziiri was only talking about the shevach, what got better, and dung does not get more valuable just because it's outside. I guess the pshat is even though we talked about how it becomes more usable, but it's not changing, it doesn't inherently go up in value. But according to Rav, who holds that the is even going to be on the Gufai. So why does the mission say you can actually take the Glolim? The Gemara, According to Rav, the Tana said this halacha by Tevin, but he really meant the same halacha by the dung as well. That's talking about the Glolim and that you're not allowed to take it. So the Kasha is going to be back to Rav. For the Gemara, when the Bryce says that they're going to be an Isser Gezel, that's going on everything, both the Tevin and the Glolim. And it's talking about that that guy who was first to take it. In other words, the one who took it, now there'll be an Isser Gezel, you can't take it from him. He can't learn that way because it's not we learned in the Braisa. If somebody put out his straw into the Rishus Arabim in order that it should break down, and it's allowed to be taken. There is no Gezel. So you see the Beferish, this Braisa is breaking apart and splitting the halachas between the Tevin and the Gololim. So this is definitely not going to be like Rav. Amar Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Golol Karamis, you're asking me about Gololim? Dover Shiyesh by Shevach. Rav holds that something that can become better is a Dover Shiyesh by Shevach. Kinosai Gufai Mishim Shevachai. We made a Gzeira of the actual Gufai of those original materials against the fact that they're going to go up in value. However, Dover Shein by Shevach, like Konsu, and therefore since the Gololim are not subject to any kind of Shevach, they're not going to get any better, even Rav will be Moskim that there won't be any Knaf. This idea that we're saying b'shem rav that we're going to make a knas of the guf to the shvach is that alter kansinan even before the actual shvach happens. Remember, it takes time for these uh, changes to happen in the Tevin. Only once it happens, then we're going to go ahead and apply that there's going to be a knas of the gufa to the shvach. So toshma, from the fact that the Gemara used the case of Glolim as a kasha to Rav. Because Glolim do not ever get improved. So certainly Rav will be applying his halacha right away because even something that doesn't improve ever is going to have that same din. Vitizbra? Is that such a good raya? Ki irinan golol? Ki irinan golol? When did we ever ask a kasha from Golol to Rav? Mekaimi delishni Rav Nachman. We asked this kasha before Rav Nachman answered it. Labosr Jishon Rav Nachman, once Rav Nachman answered it, mi mirma golol klal? Can you have any kasha from the Glolim? So you can't bring any raya from the fact that this kasha was asked. All right, so I think what we'll do is we'll stop now. We'll pick it up from the Lema Katanai for Sunday's daf. So we'll stop now, pick it up next time.